Easy come, easy go. Little high, little low. We can't do this. Not now. <laughs> well, hello, internet passersby. Welcome back to Nap. Uh, once again, it's just myself and Sean. Melina's still on holiday. Yeah, it's just us two. Yes. The boys club. I say she's on holiday. She's visiting home. Yeah, it's not exactly <laughs> a holiday if it's going home. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's something I'm curious about because Melina lives here now in Scotland. Yeah. Um, I wonder what she considers home. I she imagine keeps, it's a mix of the two. Yeah, because she keeps moving around. Yeah. Or, or she did. Uh, she moved, for context, she, she lived in the US for a bit. I don't know if we've mentioned this in the podcast before. Uh, yeah, it probably explains the accent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she lived in the US for about nine months. I think we did talk about this in uh, the first app. Possibly, yeah. Because like, she talks about how she was there to uh, grab some stuff in like a Starbucks or something. Like oh, when she went there. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a... I'm cut. probably tying this horribly. There was a a, a... a cafe, I want to say, where she got a bagel. With yeah, it was so much cream of cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Molina is... <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. She's not here. No, she's not here. She can't um, defend herself. No, so it's, it's just us two. Um... After the last episode that we did together, yeah, um, we're we're gonna go for a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, topic. let's uh, we're, let's go back to our regularly scheduled nonsense. Yes, um, what we talked about was very much important and had to be discussed. But, Absolutely, you know, but you know, we're past that now. We're past. We got that. it out of our system. Yes, time so, to continue. Yeah, I for once coming in nap, we kind of don't have a plan. A plan? No, normally we when we come basic in... basic idea, but... Yeah, normally when we come into these, we have, like, a, a topic that we're going to discuss, yeah, yeah. or we have, like, a, a general idea of the running order. Um, but hopefully, you know, Roe v. Wade conversation went well. It wasn't yeah. generally structured, so hopefully this can be a nice precedent setter of... We hope. Um, you know, just coming in and talking, because I, I, I like the list of topics that we've kind of... were steadily growing that we want to discuss. Yeah, yeah. But just being able to chat Yeah, is... just... Off the cuff. Mm. Talk about what comes to our heads. Yeah. Probably video games. Yeah. For us, that's kind of a, a, a default topic. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of discuss video games, um, are you been watching anything recently? Uh, well, actually, now that you've said that, I have just started currently watching Punisher. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode mm-hmm. so far, and it'll... Since it's two episodes, 13 episodes each, it'll probably take me a bit because I'm watching it with Your my mum. Yeah. yeah, It sounds weird when I say it like <laughs> that, but we're both Marvel nerds. We've watched a lot of the Defender mm-hmm. stuff already. Punisher just made sense. So. Yeah. First episode went pretty well, actually. I, I think I did watch some of the first season of Punisher. I think I maybe got four or five episodes in. Mm. Um, and I did enjoy it. It was yeah. just... Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of bounced off the Netflix stuff the yeah. first time round. That's fair. I mean, the Netflix stuff is kind of harder to get into. Yeah, I think Jessica Jones was the only one that I watched all the way through. I, I say that um at the time season two wasn't out. Because hmm. uh, that was like, other than Daredevil, the only one yeah. to get a second season. And even then... The second season of Jessica Jones, from what I hear, isn't that. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get the the point of doing a season two because, you know, they kind of concluded the storyline. And while I get TV does generally have a storyline yeah. within each season, Kilgore was like her... Kilgrave. Kilgrave, sorry. I'm thinking of... um. Sorry, I was at work yesterday and there was a name Kilgore <laughs> on one of the, the, the parcels. That's awesome. Yeah. Mr. Kilgore. Kilgore. Um, 
It's probably pronounced Kilgore. Who cares? Kilgore. Still. Kilgrave. Um, it's kind of like Jessica Jones's. That's nemesis? Nemesis. That's yeah. her villain. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, it did feel very personal in that season, yeah. so I don't know how they'd pass, uh, pick that up, and I'm e not sure they I, really did. From what I recall, I don't think they did. I made it uh, three episodes in. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really jive with the direction of the story. Uh, it kind of has Jessica in even more of a self-pitying state than the first season. Yeah. So, which wasn't great because, you know, it kind of feels like a step backwards. Yeah, because, like, I like Jessica Jones, mm -hmm. but she's sort of not changed at all. No. Like, throughout her entire time as a character mm -hmm. in, like, our show. So, it's, feel, it's hard to get into a character that doesn't improve. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they did improve her further into season two. But yeah, like we, we're saying that we didn't watch that yeah. whole season and I've not uh, even started it, so. Yeah, I I intend to go back um, and watch the... the net, I was going to call it Netflix stuff. It's no longer yeah. on Netflix now. No, but, I mean, the Defender saga. Yeah, the Defender saga. Um, you absolutely should, by the way, because Daredevil season three is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get to it's it. It's way better than the first two seasons. I was going to say, because I, I wasn't keen on the first two seasons, and it kind of set that. that I probably wasn't going to enjoy much of the Defenders stuff. I mean, I surprisingly like Defenders, mm -hmm. even... To give context, I watched... Before Defenders, I watched Daredevils season one and two, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. I skipped Iron Fist, because I just heard bad things. Yeah. And having seen Defenders... I don't really feel a push to watch Iron Fist. Maybe mm. a bit more because Danny's sort of, like Danny Rand's sort of the MacGuffin of that series. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way, for these series, by the way, because I'm, I'm just gonna not so far to like spoil mm -hmm. Michael, but I will be going into some things about this. In Defenders, it's sort of focused around him and the Iron Fist yeah, area, I've heard which that. makes no fucking sense since it's the one everyone likes the least. Yeah. So, but he's sort of like the MacGuffin of that whole series. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is kind of funny seeing how Danny Rand, as a character, is so fucking... Not pathetic, but like... He's clearly on another level compared to like every other character yeah. there. Because the entire... Throughout the entirety of the show, you've basically got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage... Mm -hmm. All just being like, oh, why do I want to do this shit? What the fuck is this? And Danny's like, no, I must do this. I am the immortal Iron Fist. And he's so serious about it in exactly that tone. It's, it's funny. It's to watch. almost like Batfleck. <laughs> A in, little bit, yeah. And the just and Justice League. Yeah. He's so committed to the idea, and everyone's like, why why are we here? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, they didn't really set I mean the other characters appear in each other's mm -hmm. show before Defenders, but they don't really set them up to be a team. Yeah. Which, to be fair, Avengers was sort of similar. But that sort of managed to work it in well, but they still managed to work well. Yeah, because that was sort of the... That was the... Un... No, not the undercurrent, but the, you know... Dr they were being pointed in that direction. Yeah, that was the direction that story was going. Is it's like this is all these characters that you know individually can do great things, but mm -hmm. if they're together, they can do even greater and they defend are Earth, the world. Earth's mightiest Earth's heroes. Mightiest heroes. 
So th there's the implication that they're going to have to figure a way out mm. to work with each other. But the Defenders doesn't seem primed to do no, any of that. it's more like they have... And like their normal TV shows, mm -hmm. like they have their own set in stone like stories. Yeah, the characters can maybe pop up because Luke Cage pops up mm -hmm. in Jessica Jones, and he's pretty important in that yeah. story. But in Defenders itself, it's like we've been mandated to be together. Yeah, and it's like it almost kind of feels like, oh well, you know, all you guys are in the same area. You might as well link up and yeah. do something because like they all the the, the netflix shows made a point of being like they're all in hell's kitchen it's like or at least uh new york absolutely but like yeah. manhattan because i don't know where jessica is i don't think it's hell's kitchen is it not hell's kitchen i thought it was no and luke cage is very very much a point in harlem ah okay like that's the whole show ah fair so yeah, and I don't know where the fuck Danny is, and I don't give a shit. Ah, uh, well, I mean, then it's pretty much they're all just in New York, so they might as well. Actually, if we're going by defenders, I don't think Danny's in New York that much. Yeah, Danny doesn't fucking matter, though. Yeah, I mean, he's, apparently he does, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. The he's... show wants you to think he matters. Sure, he's the reason they get together, so, yeah. like, what, where he is doesn't matter. Yeah. They're all in New York, so they might as well. Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, it becomes more... The Daredevil and Jessica Jones show <laughs> as it goes on. You know, that's actually my thing. What is Marvel's obsession with New York? This goes back to the comics as well, so this is like yeah, a deep thing. And it's not even just Marvel. Even though they're called different things, DC does it as well. Metropolis is, yeah. is New York by day and Gotham's New York not by, by night. night. I think it's because, like... Probably most like the publishers and stuff like were yeah. based there and all that, so they knew what to like write on and mm -hmm. all that. So it's probably just that sort of practical thing. Yeah. I mean, famously in the comics, there's the West Coast Avengers, which is like San Francisco, mm -hmm. which in the MCU is basically Ant Man's domain. Yeah, <laughs> and we kind of barely touch upon that, other than Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, I, Avengers the the game the game kind of deals with that a little bit kind of but like everything in that game it's half baked yeah yeah because none of the locations are memorable and you get past their story mission and they're basically just a point on a map yeah to get, like radiant mission number 4556 mm -hmm. yeah because you can't even revisit campaign missions no um which is sad because adventures has a sort of decent yeah campaign uh-huh like I, I didn't quite get what people disliked about the game when I played it. Yeah. And then I hit the part where it opens up. Yeah. And I went, then oh, you get I get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're you're kind of railroaded into grinding your way through the rest of the, the storyline at that point. Yep. Um, I mean, at least all the the expansions and stuff were, were free. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't played War for Wakanda, though. That one's alright. Yeah, I, I have heard that. We should shit. do that in co-op at some point. We should, yeah, because Wakanda was the first one. Yeah, I think, like, the opening mission is solo, but after that, I know you can do co-op. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, I do need to go back and play that, actually. Um, and apparently She-Hulk's coming out. Oh, that's right, soon. yeah. Because, um, uh... They're still kind of committed to the game, I guess. It's like a 
To give an example, uh, a Battlefront 2 EA sort of thing, where like, yeah. I think behind the scenes there's basically a skeleton crew there. Oh, I imagine so. Over, but they've so. completely lost faith in it. Yeah, because Crystal Dynamics are working on something else at the moment. I feel like it's a project that's been announced, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I don't think I know. Um, I remember seeing their name attached to something recently, and I'm like, okay, they're not a massive studio. I mean, they had to pull in a lot of help for... For Avengers. Yeah, I mean, they had to make, like, what, five separate studios? Something like that. I know that um, some of the... Was it the IDOS divisions mm. were pulled in? I think IDOS Montreal got yeah, involved. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because um, they had prior experience in online games, whereas Crystal Dynamics were yeah. single-player the whole way. You know, they were the Lara Croft re uh, The Tomb Raider reboots. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Odd. Odd game. Yeah, it's such a strange little thing that yeah. came out. Um, but yeah, no. It's... Yeah. Where, where do we go from there? The conversation uh, kind of stalled. Uh, <laughs> speaking of co-op stuff, mm. uh, do we want to jump into Halo? Because this is a topic I feel like we could talk about for a bit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been playing, I played a bit of Infinite again, mm. is why I'm thinking this mainly. Like, yeah, I, did, yeah. I did clean up because I forgot to clean some stuff up, like, when it came uh, out a few months ago. Sure, I haven't played a Halo since I finished Infinite. That's yeah, it's been a while for me. Fair. I also did jump back into MCC for a little bit, just to mm. kill some couple of hours. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I guess I, I want to talk about Halo for a lot. <laughs> sure, bit. yeah. I mean, it's either that or Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I mean, should we talk about the new game announcements and then kind of lead on? Uh... Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Because this year's been weird. It has been. I mean, E3's dead. Yeah, and I think that's the weirdest part is mm. that everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but then you still had Summer Games Fest. Which could have been like a sort of E3. Yeah. And then it wasn't. No, it was a weird combination of things we'd already knew about. Because I've seen that Callisto Protocol trailer like four times <laughs> just through different events yeah. that have announced it uh, in big air quotes. <laughs> um, but it was like this weird combination of here's here's loads of new games. A bunch of space horror. So much dead space. So much dead space likes. Um, it was all dead space. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were just so many games that like I went numb just watching a lot of that. Yeah, same. It was, it, it's a struggle to remember the yeah, like right now. Yeah, it was very front-loaded in terms of, like, there was a lot of announcements that I was like, yeah, I can get behind this, but mm. a lot of the a lot of the interesting ones were, like, very early in development. Like, there was that other kind of Dead Space-like game with Troy Baker. Oh, yeah. Because um, he popped up at one point. Yeah, and the Roger guy, who neither of us... No, because it wasn't Roger Craig Smith. We know no, that much. When we think Roger guy in gaming, we immediately think Roger Craig yeah. Smith, but it's not him. No, because they didn't introduce him. No. We're just like, so we're here with Troy Baker. And, and Roger. He's, and he's talking, and he just goes, yeah, so me and Roger. And I'm like, who's Who Roger? Roger? Like, you can't do that. Like, you're not Sonic. <laughs> I know my Sonic. You're not Sonic. <laughs> um, that looked interesting, but I th they, they mentioned that that's very much early in yeah. development. Like, I think mocap's done, but that's about as much as they've done, I yeah, think. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then it was a lot of kind of mobile games and not Switch games because Nintendo did their own thing. Yeah. A lot of... A mini direct about Xenoblade. Oh, yeah, reason. they did a full 30 minutes on Xenoblade. I'm like, how did. do you do that? 
without spoiling the game, really. Very carefully. Oh, probably. Um, then there's the Goat Sim th 3. <laughs> not sent. 2, yeah. Not 2. Um, I remember when we were both watching that, we were like, there was a Goat Sim 2. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as I, as I found out looking into it, no. No, that's just their sense of humour. Whether you find that funny or not is up to you. The fact that there's a Goat Sim sequel at all. Oh yeah, like I totally did not see that coming. Yeah, it's oh. the fact that they parodied the Dead Island 2 trailer. I was so annoyed. <laughs> you thought it was Dead Island. I did, I was like, there's no fucking way that we're finally getting... We're bringing that back from the dead. Yeah, because I'm literally. like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, well that looked better at the time, because it was pre-rendered CG. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't like an engine footage or anything, because this was like mid or early gen, you know, PS4 at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, there's no way that they're just going to show that trailer again. again and go, it's still a thing. <laughs> you know, you can't do that, you know, seven or eight years later and not give substantial information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least show gameplay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Dead's, Dead Island 2 is never going to happen. Yeah, like, when you, you showed me that trailer and showed me, like, the day it came out, I was like, oh, this is dead. Oh, yeah. This like a dead uh, game. Uh, they they kind of maintained for a while that it was just it was going back like because it changed uh changed studio a couple of times because mm. um, tech Techland Technoland they they developed the original Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide but they then moved on uh, to do Dying Light okay that um, makes a lot of sense that's why Dying Light feels like the sequel to Dead, Dead Island, Island. Um, and in the time since they left released Dying Light. And Dying Light 2. Uh, Dead Island 2 was announced, changed developer, and then disappeared. It still hasn't come out. Oh. <laughs> it's been a wild journey. Rip Dead Island. Oh yeah, it's like it's it's fine, I think, because Dying Light kinda took up the spot. Mm. Um I still haven't played Dying Light 2. I'll I'll get into that eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Summer Games Fest was such a mixed bag because it, it ended on The Last of Us Part 1 remake. A remake that's so unnecessary. Yeah, I think that's the general consensus because no one really wants it. No, and like some of the stuff they showed, it's like, well, there's a few cases where the PS4 remaster looks better. Yeah. And honestly, seeing Ellie's younger model for The Last of Us 2 in The Last of Us 1 was kind of jarring because mm. she looks a little different um, and there's something about it that just doesn't fit f for some reason. Mm. They're also charging full price for it. Yeah. It is a first party Sony game which means they're charging £70. Yeah. 100 with the deluxe. So. 100 for the deluxe which we only get a comic for. Yeah. And I don't think this comes with the DLC. I think you need to buy that separately, even though they showed the DLC and the announcement. Which is absolute shit. Yes. Um, and then you had Troy Baker and the girl that plays Ellie talking about it for too long. Yeah. That was so uncharacteristic. Oh, and was, was Neil Druckmann there? I don't know. The the guy, the, the lead for... I don't remember. Uh, okay. I know who he is, I just don't remember. I feel like I've seen him somewhere else, maybe. He probably was. Yeah, I, I feel like they spoke to him, but I saw them and it's like, they they were so boring. They were so uncharismatic and I'm like, how? Yeah. How? And then they started talking about the HBO show. 
Oh yeah, I was about to bring this up because there's apparently a show that I didn't even know existed. That, yeah, that's been in the works for a while. I didn't realise they'd got Craig Mazin for it, um, who wrote uh, Chernobyl uh, oh. for HBO, which was a fantastic series. Nice. Um, so I kind of have a little bit of hope for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see when it comes out. There's also Pedro Pascal playing another yeah. pseudo-dad character. Yeah, he's playing, I think he might be playing Joel in the yeah, series. Yeah, from the what I've seen, he's Joel. Yeah, I don't know who's playing Ellie. I imagine yeah. it's probably like a young actress, so yeah. chances are... We probably don't know who yeah. she is. Um, but yeah. Hopefully that goes well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it being a good show. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little late in the vein of dark, grim, zombie post-apocalypse shows, because, you know, Walking Dead's been there, done that, yeah. and a few others have as well. But, you know, it could be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we had the Assassin's Creed 15th anniversary in a, uh, stream. Oh, we're going into it. We're going right into it. Which was six minutes long of the actual... It wasn't a, an announcement. It was an announcement. No, it was an announcement, announcement. announcement. It was mostly DLC for Valhalla. Valhalla. A game I've not played yet and I don't really have an interest to. Oh, I, I have it. Um, I bought it for fairly cheap. And I still haven't played it, but mainly because I had been playing Odyssey, yeah. uh, which will be a conversation at some point, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was so weird because they done all this 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 stuff for Valhalla that I just I think most people won't care about mm. outside of maybe the the chapter that's going to close out the character's story. Yeah. Um, which I do have my questions about because there's like three DLCs, paid DLCs for that game now. So do you have to have played those? I don't know. To understand what's going on at that point? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because it's Ubisoft. And then, you know, they said, you know, come back in September when we have more information. Yeah, when we actually have something to announce. Yeah, which I think will probably be Assassin's Creed Infinity. Infinity or Nexus, whatever. I think called. Nexus is some th as a mobile game oh, okay. or something. I've, I've heard Nexus mentioned yeah, yeah. before. That seems to be something different from what people are saying Infinity is. Um, and then, like, a week later, there was the Final Fantasy VII 25th yeah. celebration. And that totally blew the Assassin's Creed thing out yeah, of the water. Yeah, that seemed like an actual... I'm not exactly a Final Fantasy fan, so I don't... It was substantial, enough, though. That sounds like... it's From what I saw, it was pretty substantial. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you have a celebration stream for one game mm. doing twice the runtime of the one that was for an entire franchise yeah a 15 year long uh -huh. franchise and they announced three separate games there <laughs> they announced crisis core uh final fantasy 7 reunion which mm. is the remake of crisis core from the psp uh ever crisis which is a free-to-play mobile game that pulls in all of the different compilation of final fantasy 7 stuff into one timeline so it, it'll have um, Before Crisis, which was a, I think a mobile game released in Japan, and you know it came out in the time of Java mobile games, you know, uh, like I flip remember. phone slide yeah, ups. I um, so it never came to the West because you know, f fairly esoteric yeah. thing. Um, then there's uh, Crisis Core because that's a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. The Final Fantasy VII storyline, I think, Advent Children and probably Dirge of Cerberus, which is a sequel PS2 game. Um, 
And so that pulls in all of those and kind of tells it as one long cohesive story with sort of the same... From what I've seen in the trailer, it looks like the same styling as the original Final Fantasy VII, mm. just with slightly higher quality models and stuff like that, because, you know, they don't look as blocky <laughs> as the actual Final Fantasy VII models from the original game. Never forget. Um, and then... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the yeah, the second two. installment, yeah, part two of the the remake project, essentially. Yeah. Confusing, but I get what they're going for. Mm. Uh, remake does as a not just a title of you know remastering the game yeah, yeah. works as like a theme for the game because they're kind of working towards remaking their destiny and some of the stuff that happens in the original. I'm not sure if they're still going to happen. I'm mainly thinking with Aerith. Do we put a spoiler warning up here? It's one of the more infamous things. It's one of the more famous parts of, you know, video game history. It's that kind of urban legend of, you know, you can save her. That's one of the big ones. Um, But obviously, in the original, you can't. Yeah, it was... Final Fantasy was definitely from an era where, like, those mysteries and like, yeah. rumors were widespread. Yeah, you would have gaming magazines, you know, publishing. Well, like, just start the early internet. And the early internet, you know, it would go around the the, the playground and yeah. stuff. Um, you can catch me under the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you couldn't save Aerith in the original. She no. she had to die. That was, you know, her part, destiny. That was her destiny. That was part of the story. Uh, whereas it seems to be kind of working towards... Maybe. Possibility? Yeah, because uh, at the end, so not to spoil Remake, because I know you're going to play it. Yeah, I'm going to play it at some point. Um, Possibly during summer. Yeah, there is a co- there's a confrontation between Sephiroth and Cloud. It kind of had to happen. Off. It's <laughs> it's far too early in the story for like them to actually have met at that point. Okay. Because um, it's not until after they've left Midgard that you first encounter Sephiroth in the original. Uh. Um, but, you know... It would be weird if the games, the series, the the game's main antagonist didn't appear in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a confrontation with him. And it's like a, a kind of series of boss fights, um, and I won't mention the ones before it because that is very spoilery. Mm. But you know, stalemate at the end. You you don't beat him because obviously you can't. You know, it's the and, game's not over. Yeah. Um, but he he's. There's a conversation that never happens in the original, because obviously, because they didn't have this confrontation at the time. Yeah. They're they're at the end of the cosmos or something like that, and Sephiroth refers to it as like the edge of destiny or something. Okay. And he he. It's it's weird because he he kind of he appears behind Cloud and he's like, uh, seven seconds. Um. Hold on, I'm going to look up the quote, okay. just because I'll, I'll butcher it if I don't. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the quote he says, and this is like the last thing he says to you before it disappears, and then like, you know, Cloud comes back to normal reality and the credits roll. It's seven seconds till the end. Time enough for you, perhaps. But what will you do with it? Let's Ooh. see. And it's odd, because no one's sure what the seven seconds refer to. Well, it's Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Because people are like, is that how long you'd have to rescue Aerith? Yeah. But the end game events wouldn't track. It would. I don't mm. think he'd have seven seconds oh. for you know when Sephiroth comes Ooh. down and stabs her. Um. So it's it's yeah. It seems like they're they're. I think what I'm happy about is that it's not invalidating the need to 
play the original. Because, mm. you know, a lot of remasters, you kind of have no point to go back to the original. Yeah. But Remake seems like it's, it's kind of making a case for, like, play the original because you're actually going to miss out on some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- It can be played without it. You know, I've played Remake. I mean, that's what I'm planning to do. Yeah, I've played Remake without playing the original. I've only just started it after beating Remake. Um, and I, you know, it tells the story. So, yeah, you know, it's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Uh, Dresses and all. Yeah, so where they're going with Rebirth, I'm interested in. Okay. Uh, mainly because there is, you know, that's where you'll see the, the kind of repercussions of some of the big changes they've made. Because um, I think I mentioned that there is one character that is supposed to die in the original who survives. Ah. But it's they make it very clear that this is like an alternate version because there's a mascot that you see throughout the game um for shinra's army or whatever Uh, and there's like uh the camera freezes on like a poster of that and it's it's a different breed of dog uh, and so you know it's not it's not quite the same it's not the same timeline yeah so it's like okay things have changed yeah things have changed but where are you going with that you know um so yeah uh that that I couldn't believe that they actually announced everything they announced. Yeah, like, you talked to me, like, before it happened, like, oh, this is what I've heard. I will be very shocked if all these things happen. Yeah. And they did. Because Rumor Mill went crazy. And Rumor Mill predicted It's never right. No, Rumor Mill's never right. And they got everything right. Yeah. Because I was like, there's no way they're going to announce Crisis Core remake. There's no way they're going to announce the remake sequel. There's no way they're going to announce four or five different things within the one yeah, yeah. stream because it's only 10 minutes yeah they use that 10 minutes very well more than the fucking six minutes of Assassin's Creed yeah definitely um but yeah no that was <laughs> yeah so end of this year's Crisis Core which I'm very much nice. looking forward to um and then we have Final Fantasy 16 in summer next year oh and then Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth and uh, winter next year. Nice. So it's a very packed time. Yeah, Final for... Fantasy fans are eating well. Tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been the, the game announcements. Yeah. I feel like we've probably missed some stuff. Like I think probably. But if it doesn't stick for us, it means we're not. I mean, I could talk a little bit about Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, there has been a lot of stuff going on with Sonic Frontiers, and I have to say. Oh boy. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not quite either. I keep seeing people who are like, oh my god, this is what I've wanted for Sonic for a while, and I'm like, people were wanting an open world Sonic game? I mean, it sort of depends on like the Sonic fan you're lo- looking at, because mm-hmm. Sonic fans are notoriously divided as fuck. There is no consensus fandom, really, when you like look into it. Yeah. You've got classic fans, you've got adventure fans, you've got... <laughs> I pointed to myself there. Yeah. Uh, you've got more modern mm-hmm. Boost Formula fans, which... What? Boost Formula. It's like Sonic Unleashed or oh, Generations. Okay, okay. Like, those are called Boost Formula games because they use the Boost. Oh, okay. Like, thing. that's a whole thing, believe me. I've... I don't think I've played Unleashed, so... I, I, mean, I, I haven't played Generations either, actually. Yeah, well, in Unleashed Generations and very much Forces... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mechanic where you just you boost. Ah, okay. And that can lead to levels like fast timing. They, they can be a bit linear, is the thing. Okay. Like, that's a common complaint, but 
up until forces that was pretty much yeah, that could be negated like yeah. generations did it pretty well unleashed had a lot of different variety mm-hmm. along with the werehog which i will not talk about <laughs> forces is the one where it literally just became press x to win ah fair enough or whatever the boost button is on your controller yeah, because it was that linear. I definitely didn't play Forces. I and, didn't play Forces yeah. either. It's cool. I have seen it on sale so many times. I have no for fantastic prices, and I'm like, I have no nah. urge. I'm a Sonic fan. I have no urge. I. It's weird. I like the I like the original games, but not much of the kind of newer stuff. Mm. Uh, kind of grabs me in any way adventure looks fun and i do need to play through that eventually because i i have them uh if you're gonna do that and this is a public service announcement (laughs) from your local sonic fan if you're ever playing sonic adventure get the steam version and get the mods but get the better sa yeah sonic adventure dx mod because that makes it so much more playable Mm, because i i've downloaded that off the back of you yeah tell me about it and you just gotta it makes like visually the game looks so much cleaner because it adds back in the um is it the saturn the dreamcast the dreamcast context i can go full on into this now <laughs> uh so sonic adventure one was released for the dreamcast back in 98 99 over here mm-hmm. uh and obviously it was using dreamcast graphics and stuff it was a hit for the Dreamcast and it's mm-hmm. a good game for the Dreamcast console it, seller yeah exactly it's the Sonic game yeah that was used to sell uh years later after the Dreamcast died and Sena- and Sega's console division died <laughs> yeah because well late 90s Sega history is a whole com- conversation I'm not going into <laughs> right now it would take up a full episode that whole era of just consoles in general is a mess yeah anyway Sega's console dreams died, mm-hmm. so Sonic moved over as a third-party sort of game series, and that led to after Sonic Adventure Two being released first as like on GameCube as like a updated right, version. Yeah. They released the first game on GameCube. Ah, and now I get it. <laughs> now you get it. Okay. I get it. Yeah, no, because I was like, why? Why would the Saturn version? like you know be higher quality but gamecube GameCube. yeah yep gamecube dreamcast the dreamcast was a very dreamcast sorry i said saturn again i know i know <laughs> i mean it's fair uh but yeah released on the gamecube updated textures polygons updated i i mean they were updated yeah Ch- changed is sure. probably better yeah. <laughs> i mean i could argue some of them are better like i'd say mm. the models they used for some of the characters are higher quality. Like, yeah. Sonic's fingers aren't just blocks. They're actual noticeable. Oh, this is kind of like uh, Final Fantasy 13 to 13 2. They no longer have sausage fingers. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of other changes as well. Like a lot of the level textures, mm-hmm. I'd say, were downgraded. Right. And lighting was fucked. Ah. Like completely. Of course. So, let infamously in my head like the final level of mm-hmm. like sonic story anyway takes place in, like one of eggman's like bases yeah. and it's supposed to be dark and dreary mm-hmm. everything is so fucking bright in like the gamecube version it's a lot like uh halo one anniversary mm-hmm. almost as bad as i like, was the, about to say the yeah. lighting is just completely fucked the mood is just not right 
and a lot of the level textures just don't fit as well. Yeah. I mean, it's subjective, uh -huh. like that part, but to me anyway. There's there's a level of objectivity to some of these things, though, yeah. I'd say. Like, if you're directly messing up an intentional thing from yeah. the original, then... Lighting is definitely objective. Yeah, you're, you're objectively making a worse product. Yeah, and there's a whole video... Uh, I think it's Cyber Shell. I think mm -hmm. the guy's his name. He's went into like this deeply about how the DX port just sort of fucked with a lot of things. Yeah. But anyway, back to the point. On Steam, the better SADX mod allows you the op the the choice because mm -hmm. it gives you a choice to add in all almost. I think you can add all the Dreamcast textures and models if yeah. you want. I leave the models, but I, it allows the lighting to be fixed. Yeah. It keeps like the textures and stuff, and the game looks way better. Yeah, like with the Dreamcast textures, but in like full resolution. Mm -hmm. It also allows for widescreen support, so you're not stuck with that fucking border that Steam keeps you in for some reason. Sometimes it's not supposed to be mm. fully widescreen, specifically in some cutscenes. Yeah, I was gonna say because the game would have been designed for four by three. Yeah, like. Surprisingly, gameplay works completely fine. Oh yeah, I'm a, I can imagine gameplay does because like, there's going to be a certain, you know, way you can present all the mm -hmm. models without warping them and stretching them. Like a lot yeah, of yeah. games from that era did, where like if you if you're playing San Andreas say, on the actual PS2, you can go into the settings and change it to to widescreen. But yeah. it just it just stretches, stretches everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful era. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the game works completely fine. Even the in-game cutscenes are fine. Mm -hmm. You won't notice anything really wrong with them. The FMVs, though, they can be uh... a bit fucky. Because, like, I think some of them are still 4x3. Right. But because it's, like, the rest of the game is widescreen, like, sometimes they'll put models over the FMVs for, like, certain effects and stuff. Uh... And you can see once they go out of, like, the actual border, they fuck around a lot to, like, match up to where they're supposed yeah. to be later. It's hilarious <laughs> but anyway better sadx is the best way to play mm. like sonic adventure one absolutely yeah and i'd heavily recommend anyone wanting to play that game to use that version mm. because just don't go back unless yeah. you're a collector that's like uh on a sort of similar no i'm just gonna put out there if anyone's wanting to play final fantasy 13 um why <laughs> no um you know, it's a fairly controversial game, and I think a lot of people would yeah, be interested yeah. to actually play it and see it for themselves. I mean, I'm kind of interested at some yeah. point. Um, I'd say get the PC port, uh, mainly because, you know, you're negating the 360s versions, three discs. Uh, you're negating the... performance, I think, of the hmm. PS3 version. I want to say it maybe probably is limited in terms of frame rate, because a lot of games back then were. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get unlocked frame rates, and uh, you get better uh, shadow resolution, texture resolution. You can go higher res, because I, yeah, I think yeah. the PS3 version is probably 720 by Most default, because uh, a lot of games back then were. Yeah. Um, but there's also the HD models... Uh, texture pack there's the so there's two te there's two texture packs there's the hd models and there's hd textures so there's hd models plus and hd textures it's a bit complicated because you need to go to the nexus website and yeah. download these two mods 
and like kind of copy some folders into the same ones to install both of them at the same time. Kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, Modding isn't always easy. Yeah, but basically it gives you... It fixes a lot of the issues with some of the in-game stuff. Like, yeah. you, you get a slightly better presentation in the graphics. It uses the higher quality uh, models from the cut, the in-game cutscenes. I remember you telling also, me about yeah, this. Yeah, because there's also pre-rendered cutscenes, but there's also... It's weird... From what I recall, Final Fantasy Thirteen has like three different types of cutscenes. So you have the Yakuza style ones where it's like two characters talking to each other and it uses the in-game models. You have bigger cutscenes where it uses higher quality models but it's still an engine. Mm. And then you have pre-renders. Which are pre-renders. Yes. Now unfortunately the pre-renders for Final Fantasy Thirteen suck. The, the encoding on them is horrible. They are They are blocky as hell fantastic and there's just nothing you can do about that i mean some people have tried to re-encode them and fix that but you know it's an inherent source issue so re-encoding it's not going to do anything um so download those you'll get a slightly you know visually more appealing <laughs> slightly slightly uh you won't have the terrifying sausage fingers at the very least <laughs> you'll have slightly higher quality in-game models as well it'll be just a little bit nicer to look at hmm. uh there's a few like um you get a couple of options for lightning's model actually uh where there's mcqueen <laughs> <laughs> you get like a very high quality model hmm. but you, you can't use the hair from that model well you can but it gives you the option because the hair's static it doesn't ah, okay. move and i'm like okay okay then yeah <laughs> I just left that one off. But yeah, so if we're going for mod recommendations, yeah. I, I'd say go for that. It gives you just a bit... Since it can take more advantage of the PC, you know, specs. Yeah, yeah. You know, go for that. Exactly. Um, yeah. What, what, what? I was still talking about Sonic. Yeah, sorry. On you go. <laughs> but yeah. SADX better mod. SA1's whole history of ports is... Mm -hmm. pretty interesting because it went from Dreamcast yeah and then it was ported to GameCube mm -hmm. as a sort of director's cut that's what the DX the DX is for yeah and Sonic Adventure DX uh that was then ported to Xbox Live and PS and PlayStation Network in 2010 oh my god and it's we're not done yet oh god and that particularly was ported to Steam Oh god, it's like a three-port stack. Exactly. So you, if you're downloading on Steam and you need to to get the best version of the game yeah. from, from mods, you have to play a port of a port, port of a port of a port. Jesus, it's such a Frankenstein's mess at that point, and it's no wonder the Steam version runs and looks as it does. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, that's almost like if they released Final Fantasy VII on Switch by porting the PS4 version to the... No, the PC version to the PS4, then porting that to the PS... The, to the Switch. Yeah. That... Why? It's such a roundabout... I mm, they lose the source code? I don't know. Because a lot of games from that era, they, they have a story of, like, we lost the source code. I mean, that, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I think that's what happened with... Silent Hill 1 and 2. Yeah, that sounds about right. I know it happens for a lot of games. Yeah. I've heard that story before. Because that's why the uh, Silent Hill 2 rem uh, remaster for 360 and PS3 is notoriously fucked. Because it's like a 
it's like a beta build of the game. It's like unfinished. Ah, okay. Um, That's but, not a good plan. Yeah, but they didn't have the source code, so there wasn't a whole lot they could do. Game preservation needs to be taken a lot more seriously. It really does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For a lot of reasons, especially in the digital age that we're in. Yeah. It's good that we're getting kind of like mini consoles for mm. some of that, but you know, those yeah. have... They have, their, they have their own flaws. Yeah, they have their own limitations, like, you know, game lineup in general yeah. can be lackluster. PlayStation 1 Mini. Yeah, I don't count that because I don't think it even could run half the games anyway. Because <laughs> um, all I heard was, like, complaints about the performance and also didn't support a DualShock controller. Fuck off. <laughs> That's just so dumb. Yeah. Um... I could be wrong about that, but I think that was one of the big sticking if it, points. If it's true, that's so fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, similar thing happens at Sonic Adventure 2, because mm -hmm. that got a GameCube enhancement, which actually was an enhancement, mm -hmm. bar maybe the cutscenes. Yeah. The cutscenes... Gotta make weird. it fit on that mini-disc. Well, it's not, not It's not just that quality-wise, it's that they've changed certain things as oh, well. Okay. Like... In uh, the Dreamcast version, to go into the story a little bit, Sonic Adventure 2's magnificent story, which I'm not recapping again, <laughs> because holy fuck. But there's one point where, like, Rouge, because she's revealed to be, like, a mm -hmm. secret agent working against Eggman, yeah. even though, like, a double agent for him. And at one point, she f finds, like, a computer screen on, like, one of his bases, and the way it's edited, like, because she's looking for Master Emil, like, pieces, because mm -hmm. that was destroyed at one point. Don't ask. Uh, she's looking for them, but she also spots that Sonic is in the space as well. Mm -hmm. And the way it's edited in the original, it's that, like, oh, she noticed Sonic, and then she saw Master Emerald pieces, and she was like, well, I'll go get them, and then I'll go get the Master Emerald pieces as well. Okay. If I'm forgetting, like, the way this, like, actually flows, I'm sorry, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. On the GameCube version, though... They, they've re-edited it and they've changed some of the effects on the screen to look like she doesn't notice Sonic at all. Oh. Like, the, the Sonic video sort of just pops in at the bottom corner instead of being, like, half the screen in the original. And then she's and then she just suddenly decides, I'm going to get Master Emerald pieces now. Oh, okay. Again, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm probably messing some, something about this. Yeah, stop. but it's close enough. But, like, it, that sort of general thing yeah. as well. Yeah, why, why? I don't know. There's another one as... Oh, wait, no, I think I... I think I remember now. What actually happened is that she found, like, a newspaper, like, clipping, like, on this, like, the Eggman recorded on his screen that talks about Shadow's prototype version, which is what ends up being the final boss of the game, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And, like, in the original, it's, like, this big, like, screen. You can see a picture of what the final boss ends up mm -hmm. being and all that. That's completely removed. Oh, that and, and any mention to, like, her finding that is completely cut out for reasons unknown to me. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, so it's a little disjointed. And then at the end of the Dark Story version, there's another change where, like, Eggman's gotten all the Chaos Emeralds. Mm -hmm. He's putting it in the giant fuck you laser that he's got <laughs> to, to strike Earth. To piss on the moon. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope people have watched the Snapcube version. Oh, if you've not seen the Snapcube fandom, go watch it. Yeah, go watch that right now. It's the best way to experience Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> but, uh... He's put it in, lights go on, lights are, red lights are like blaring, mm -hmm. like the screen comes up like 
I think in the original it's danger, mm-hmm. implying something's wrong. Here. Yeah, like the machine's going not right. Something isn't uh-huh. supposed to be the way he's going. But in the in the battle version, like the GameCube version, it just comes up warning, which oh. is a lot more vague, and it doesn't yeah. really convey the fact that something's gone wrong here. Mm-hmm. Which would play into the final story when we realize Eggman's grandfather rigged it so that it would actually destroy like the actual Earth and not what Eggman wanted, which was just to threaten everyone. Oh, okay. Sonic Adventure 2's story is fantastic. God damn. <laughs> Honestly, when you, you brought up Eggman's grandfather, all I could think of was Sonic Destruction. <laughs> Where it's Father. like... His... Eggman's dad, and then he just starts calling Eggman dad, and it's like, <laughs> Egg dad. What? What's going on here? Whose dad is who? <laughs> uh, always, we are, we're purely here just to promote, promote Snapcase yes. stuff now. <laughs> Best um, way to experience anything Sonic related. Yeah, for context, Sonic uh, Destruction is like a AI-generated script. script that they've, they sort of talk, like, dub? They yeah they read they, through. they do a table read I think is the best way yeah to that's it. the best way to describe it um where they you know voice the characters they most of them normally voice I think yeah it's, there's a few who aren't aren't there because the... of controversies that happened actually oh I didn't know that uh, I don't think I'll tell you here okay fair enough because that's a whole other story wow okay yeah fair enough let's that's swiftly... a whole other thing yeah let's swiftly pull the handbrake and fucking initial d drift into something else exactly then. <laughs> hey post-production rebel here uh so basically this episode was very long and we realized when we finished recording it that the second half is very much different from the first still about video games but we're opting to split it into just for sanity of length so this is the end of part one, I guess. I mean, it's just two different episodes at this point. Uh, but if you've enjoyed listening to this, uh, you know, thank you. That's not normally how I end the episode. <laughs> when I don't have someone in front of me, it's kind of weird to do this. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of NAP. Uh, you can come back for the other half of this one where we talk about Halo in two weeks as usual so yeah bye